I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What's up, everybody? It's Joe LaPuma. You are listening to the Complex Sneakers podcast. You may have heard the two quarters drop. This is the 50th episode a milestone. It's a milestone. It's an early morning episode. I'm with my guys. He just finished his workout. His hair is slicked back. Might be sweat. It might be L.A. Looks hair gel. I can't tell, but I am with my guy, Matt Welty. Up at the crack of dawn, ready to give you this content. Okay. And, of course, my man, looking fresh as always, Brendan Dunn, straight from Brooklyn. Another Reebok ad on the Instagram. You might have saw two this past week. He's looking good. How you doing? Did you guys interact with both of them? I, I yeah, hope you, I like, you liked I am, it. You I left a comment. I immediately like them. Thank immediate. you for that. I got a Reebok package. Uh, I got a Reebok package that I think we'll talk about a little later in the Ooh. mail. Yeah, we got we got three uh, three sneakers showed up from Reebok, and it, it hit close to home. La Familia mm. sent them. Mm. And uh, we'll get hmm. to that because we're, we're going to discuss probably your uh, full-size run guest this week how are we feeling just to let the audience know it is currently wednesday morning it's early morning we had the day off for election day yesterday and as we stand this morning 9 10 the results are not fully in we're gonna work through it and have some fun today yeah we're this is this is not about the presidential election we just wanted to let you know where we were with respect to that but this is all about sneakers as per usual hopefully a distraction from the madness exactly exactly how we doing, guys? What's going on? Anytime I take a, a day off and I have like two days off in a row, I feel like I haven't been in the company for a year. So, what's going on? What I miss? Um, I do. I have a I have a bone to pick with you. If we can get spicy oh, right away, okay, let's do it. Let's I, do it. We have to sort some things out, Joe. Wow, I didn't know you and okay. I do. Okay. Okay. You remember a few weeks ago the the whole double taps incident? No. Remember, you were trying to get it wealthy in myself oh, because yeah. we let you call double yes. taps, double yes. taps yes. on Action yes. Bronze's yes. sneaker shopping. Of course, of course. You said we didn't hold you down. You said we let we let you go out That's there true. with bad info. That's true. That's true. You let me come out here with some bad info and the fact checkers gone on my ass for it. You want to know what this is about, Joe? Yes, I do. Kiss Treats. Okay, I what? was on this podcast a few weeks ago talking about how Kiss Treats needed to mm-hmm. do a Levain collaboration, the cookie store iconic spot bakery from the upper west side that is now across the street and i got two people in my dms i got one of the pulvers i don't know which pulver i'm sorry guys both of them future captains of industry at night yes, but yes they, they are checked me they said kith already did a cookie collab with levain across the street tyler wow. Mansoor, big up lebanon he was in my dms as well and okay. i blame nobody but joe lapuma that's my kith bad consigliere that is my bad it's also tough to keep track though you have your name on the menu and you couldn't it's tough to keep track, but... I thought that was Andy Oliver, the, the Kith Consigliere. Andy's part of the real crew. I'm just a... Um, I can't a figure out La whole Familia. Family but... member adjunct. Is that what you... Adjunct? Is that what... That's the word, right? We'll take it. I All think... Right. I think it... <laughs> if not, we cutting it. So, um, but what was I... The Pulvers are Kith experts, and... How are you going to let the Pulvers out Kith you? No, hold on. It was either Jake or Dylan Pulver who did a remix to a Rick Ross song... The Tupac back song, and when the Kith Leatherbacks were dropping, they did a rap <laughs> song to <laughs> call Kith Leatherbacks. I need that. It's in my not DMs. on sound. Tell them they have to DM us. They Sounds and they awful. know it. They know what I'm talking about. They were rapping. It was on SoundCloud. I remember. Um, 
And but Ronnie didn't jump Pulver. into the they're crew off the strength? Yeah, they're in Portland, aren't they? Oh, Mikey? yeah. Yeah, good so, for yeah. them. I see they hang out with Marco. I said future captains of industry. Yeah, they hang out with Marco. I see them on campus. Listen, Pulver's welcome in my DMs. Marco, not welcome in my DMs. Just why? so we're what? setting up the rules. We don't need to get into all that, but he knows why. Uh-oh. He knows He's always why. welcome in my DMs. Got some spiciness on this Wednesday morning. God, I love it. The 50th episode, one year ago at ComplexCon. And let us know in the comments. This, you can DM us. Let us know in the comments if you were in that room at ComplexCon a year ago when we recorded the first quote-unquote pilot episode of this podcast. It was a small room. We really didn't know what we were doing. And that is how this Complex Sneakers podcast was born. It was it was kind of like they threw us into yeah. the fire and... Uh, the topic was Kanye becoming a billionaire off Adidas. And if you were in that room, how many people you think were in that room? 30? 40? 30,000. Yeah, 30,000. The Dodgers Stadium, was it? Stadium yeah. status. Yeah. <laughs> but if you were in that room, you you guys got the first look at, at uh, this podcast. And I feel like we've came a long way in in about a year and 50 episodes deep. So, yeah, that was – man, Complex Con, I missed – you know, obviously the pandemic, it, we're all going through it, and it's like nothing is the same. No. That's what Drake said. Yeah, but ComplexCon is always a great weekend, and it hits a little different that, uh, you know, we're not in Long Beach. But You know who was there, I bet? The Pulvers. Were they? I'm sure. Okay. They're titans of industry. I saw the Pulvers, I think, outside of Kith, the first release, the first Asics release. Just, just starry-eyed young twins, and look at them now—the come up, the glow up. You want, Joe? You want to know a, real, a really random uh, story that just popped in my head when you said that? Uh, of course. This is this is a throwback, and it may okay. uh, kind of segue into our not totally into our topic today, okay. but a good taste of a snapshot of complex life. You said nothing was the same. I remember I was freelancing at Complex at the time, and I used to come to the office one day a week. It was just Mondays. I would come in, you know, go to Jersey, to New York, and okay. work with everyone. And it was the day the album dropped. Um, nothing was the same. And all fucking day, Tuscan Leather. Yeah. Tuscan Leather. <laughs> all day, that one song. I, like, if people don't know. People trying to memorize it. Know. What, I was playing it all day long? No. Joe LaPuma at the old complex office on 50th street you used to have the corner office yes. you used to share yes. it with jack irwin and yes you had a massive sound system it's crazy because i had a <laughs> literally i had a subwoofer from college that was like a dell remember dell obviously dell yeah. computers of course. dude you're getting a dell i had a subwoofer and it was like the best subwoofer even like that was like almost what, eight years later than college, and it still was the most powerful thing? You get an RA called on you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I used to blast it in the complex office, which, you know, maybe I should apologize now for. But, uh, yeah, and I used to just... My least, me- my, my least memorable Joe LaPuma on Blast song was, there was one, I think it was the summer before that, so it was summer 2013, and non-fucking-stop Eminem Monster. Okay, I was just going to say... Eminem, Rihanna. Yeah, non non stop, non stop, like, t- like ten, twelve. He's nine. right. He's he is right, and I think Noah Callahan Bever, the former EIC, tweeted like Eminem's monster is like the perfect Jola Puma song right now, and it was just on loop, on loop. You're right. You have a dude. You have this a guy's memory. Good memory. He, he's how though? It's he insane. has a really good memory. I'm bad with years. I have a good memory. I'm I, really I, bad with years though. I just remember like my life by like the sneakers I was wearing or the song I was listening to by like how that's poetic. how I correlate. That's how I correlate what was going on by those sort of things. So I don't remember the imp- I don't remember the important stuff, but I remember the stupid stuff. So <laughs> I'm very bad with years, but memory's good. But your memory's on a different different level, and that's true. Eminem's monster it was just like loop, loop, loop when it came out. So, Welty, what what sneakers will you remember when you look back on this historic year? You're talking 2013? Or is no, I'm talking, talking 2020 right now. Oh, what? Oh, what's sorry? Uh, what sneakers will I remember from this year? Like in my in my personal life, um, I I hate saying it. Like literally, all I've worn this year are. 990 V5s, 
a really cheap pair of ZX 4000s and Hoka running shoes. That's literally, that's it. But the Hoka thing is big because you, like Joe said, you've had that vest on. Yeah, um, and I I feel like too much like I'm ready to hang out with like Joe's family with the hair slicked back uh, on this one, You're on this welcome. one. No, in a good way. Um, yeah, not a ba- in the best way. In the in the best way. The Barada and the Mortadelle on deck. You know what sneaker I'm gonna remember from this year, even though you didn't ask me, you asked him. Purple nine nine two. It looks good, man. I love that sneaker, and also Shout like out to Riley Jones. Yes, of course, Riley Jones. He hooked that up, but I love how that sneaker looks and also like had pandemic proof, not like a, a good night in, in them. The first time I wore them, like, you know, distanced, of course. And, and with safe. the mask on? Yeah, mask, everything. But like probably one of the best nights of the, I had in the pandemic. It was just a really fun night out. Where'd you go? We can't. We can't say. <laughs> you can't. You see? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was just, you know, it was like not because those nights are few and far between now. But like, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I, I just remember. Oh, I have a guess. Actually, no. We'll we'll talk about that elsewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Offline. If you under the radar shoes though, New Balance wise, that nine twenty, very very good shoe. If you don't have is that the Potter one? Yes. Uh, nice. Very, those are nice. In two thousand two, I like that shoe. Do you have do you have that one the Pata one? I don't have the Pata one. I have the 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 inline GR one. I gotta say, not a shoe I'm remembering, but a shoe I'm looking forward to. We did get the white off white Jordan Five secured. Uh, you know what Beanie Siegel said? No names though. Claim your shoes. But those those are in the mail. I'm happy I got about that. And also, I don't know who needs to hear this, but the Sakai Nike Vapor Waffle sucks. <sighs> I don't know if I can wear it. It, it looks it look, it's gonna look too big with my foot. I, yeah, and you know, you guys know me. Sakai Nike is my thing. You don't need those, Joe. But what you do need, Nike ACG Mountainfly Gore-Tex. Yes, another name November twelfth, right? Yes, yes. November twelfth. Th- that's look happening. Good. We might have to do a corporate retreat, Steens Mountain in Oregon. Maybe head out to yeah. Moab, do some trail yeah. hiking. What do you, what do you, what do you think, Joe? Can we set that up? Hiking. Just I to mean, wear test them. I'll meet you guys at the bottom the of the, the trail. I'll, I'll, yeah, we can expense those and we'll, we'll wear test them. And we could wear test them like you did the parkour ad. Mm-hmm. It wasn't okay. an ad. <laughs> sick, not, not sponsored. <laughs> not yet, at least. But those ACGs. Oh, oh, the ACG joints. I thought yeah. you were talking about the parkour shoes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. ACGs are a must. <sighs> Headed to LA tomorrow, guys. Ooh, what's going on in LA? First time on a flight since March. I am wear- wearing the shield and the mask. I'm wearing Double the up. shield. Yep, doubling up. And who are you shooting? I can't say, but there's there's some good ones. Can we get a hint? No. I'll tell you guys offline, but I have six shoots in L.A. My God. Where are you staying? Uh, I'm staying on Sunset <laughs> Boulevard, and that's all we'll say. How long are you staying in L.A.? Eight days. I know we don't want to say exactly where you're staying or exactly who you're shooting, but can but we the know a little hits? bit what your, uh, yeah, your, your itinerary? Absolutely. Are you going out to Joshua Tree? Are you hitting Palm Springs? No, that's not. You You can't imagine Vision me at Joshua Quest, Tree. Maybe? We're, we're hitting Uncle Paulie's, little, I'll tell you that peyote. much. I wonder if Chosun Galbi, the Korean barbecue place, is open. Because if it's if it is and distance and safe, we hitting that as well. We're also hitting how predictable, but we'll hit Kith on Sunset Sunset Boulevard. That I used to go to the. I have a routine in L.A. I get up Tell very me. early. I stay on New York time. Six a.m. I wake up. Six a.m. Mm-hmm. L.A. time, and you put I on walk the wealthy sun- weighted running vest. Not that, but I I walk Sunset Boulevard. Six a.m. I get a coffee. And it's like the streets are so quiet. Now it's going to be really quiet because of the pandemic. But I get a coffee. I usually sit, gain my thoughts, and then I go to Uncle Paulie's for lunch, get the Italian sandwich hot. You would lo- – Welty, you would love it. Done. You would – do you eat I eat meat Italian when I'm meats? not in New York. Okay. Yeah. You would love it too. And then go to Kith on Sunset and they open then I'm usually – for you. No, they don't open early, but they they open up early enough. And then I'm preparing for a shoot, and I miss L.A. The flight, I don't know why I'm a little little nervous about. Not not getting sick or anything. I just haven't flown in since March. Think about I know. We were flying so much, and then I have, like, the last flight I was on was coming back from the Lil Wayne episode, the season finale of season 10, which was the night, which was the night after – the NBA season got canceled. So I hope you didn't let that diamond at medallion expire, Joe. I was wondering about that. There's no way that they could do that. No, you'll be good. All right. 
Enough about me. Oh, you said you wanted to talk about something, and it's right here. Yes. Look at that. Put them up. Get the screen grab. Sean Evans. Hold on. Should I go get? Do you have yours done or no? Um. Yeah. Hold on. We got to do a screen grab, all three of us. Our guy. Look. <laughs> One, two, three. Sean Evans. Hot ones. Shout out to Sean Evans. Shout out Sarah Honda. Shout out Chris Schoenberger. Reebok they, Hot Ones collaboration. Three sneakers. Three sneakers. They got a collaboration before us. No comment. But I'm happy. Congratulations. For them. I'm super happy for them. Look, they got the Scoville, Scoville scale on the tongue. I think this the, is my favorite of the bunch. What the classic I, leather? No, the, like the Club C. I'm sorry. Club C. It's just the the leather's like really nice on it. Not that you wouldn't expect it to be great leather, but the leather is even better than you would expect on a collaboration. Also, I didn't even plan it, but look at the heavy matching. Perfect. That's the screenshot look right there. Look at Joe that. Look at Joe stepping out on sunset get like that. that. The, get the, that the, screenshot. The colors on the Shaq Hot One sneaker shining exactly. ombre like a Los Angeles sunset. Congrats to our guy, Sean Joe, Evans. I think you could pull these off. I like those. The Club C's. They're white, man. I don't know. I like those. I know I don't wear white, but you know what those would look good? A little dirtied up. Mm. It's it, that's, a ho that's like a Jose Melendez shoe as well well deserved you know where these would look good where good a uh, bocce ball shoe i played bo did you ever play bocce ball i used to play never played in my life bocce ball is fun don you should you're as someone who's cultured you should play bocce ball you think so yeah i used to play with carmine martino r.i.p to the god rest in peace my dad's best friend we used to go to woodlock pennsylvania every summer bocce ball tournaments carmine martino an og in my neighborhood he taught me how to play bocce ball so that sounds like a good time. I'm not going to lie. I'm more it's really on good. trying to find like a wingspan tournament or some new board game so that I can get really uh, competitively into it. All right. Well, opposite ends of the spectrum from bocce ball, but okay. <laughs> I'm kind of dis I'm kind of disappointed uh in my timeline seeing so much uh Pokémon lately. Well, that's this guy's influence, isn't it? I <laughs> I haven't I haven't gone digging for the old cards, but trust me in 5th grade when it came to the Pokemon binder, I was the man. No debate. Really? You were no the debate. plug? Yes. Just showed up into the lunch. I was early on that wave. And, and here's what I remember specifically. I remember having the binder, having all the cards. And I remember flipping through some on the playground and me being like, yeah, I got that. I got that. I got that. And Kyle Meshko getting upset at me saying, Brennan always just says he has all the Pokemon cards. This fuck Kyle's because I had them. <laughs> hey, I listen. I wasn't just saying it. I hate when that happens, and sometimes I did it. I did it literally eight minutes ago. We were like, "Oh, the off-white fives are on the way." I was like, "I have them." But uh, listen, if you have them, sorry, you have Kyle. Them. Sorry, Kyle. Let hey, that one hurt thing go, I Kyle. Mention... <laughs> 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 you guys ever get hyped off a LinkedIn request? I haven't. I'm never on LinkedIn. Loki, I'm kind of addicted to LinkedIn, and. You know, the other week, Joe was talking about how I'm always texting everyone. I feel like it's because I'm trying to stay as connected as possible at all times. I don't know if this is inappropriate to discuss here, but I got an invitation to connect with this guy who is the chief brand officer of Sonic the Hedgehog and the SVP oh, of Sega of America, Inc. Any chance I'm being headhunted here? <laughs> wow. You think Imagine? they want me to play Dr. Robotnik in the next Sonic movie? Maybe they, they hear all this talk and they think that you could um develop some sort of character that... uh is based on the superpowers you read on the back of your magic cards. <laughs> you think you think they're basing a new Shenmue off my life? Like I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what this is going to turn into. But yeah, but you you better you you better watch out too because I feel like LinkedIn's like some dude says he's like the brand like officer of Sonic, and you just find out that he like played a video game once and <laughs> <laughs> he had Sega Channel back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it's like the 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 connectedness to people's titles on LinkedIn to, versus like who they actually gotcha. are. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll make a hundred percent sure before I sign any deals with them. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. For the 50th episode, I brought the Complex Sneakers podcast dad hat back out when are these going on sale i feel like let, let us know if you guys would buy these still not available to the public but i mean come on we got to get it together right doesn't it feel like <sighs> forever ago since though since we were in the studio yeah since we were in the studio since we had the first episode and that's why we're looking back today right we, we yes. want to do a little bit of reflecting yes we are and we don't have a guest today we figured you know i think that you guys the audience like when we share stories of kind of our early humble beginnings in the industry and very humble. Uh, yeah, and yeah, very humble beginnings. And um, so we wanted to do this kind of a look back as to kind of our early industry stories. You know what, though, Joe? Like, even your history, I realize how much of it I don't know. Really? When we were talking about setting this up, I, I, I said, like you just said, that we've told these stories here and there, but I don't think we've discussed a lot of them on here. And I, I think we should start with Joe because Joe's been in the sneaker media industry game the longest Joe, what was your first entry point in terms of making the switch from retail? Obviously, you worked the finish line, yeah. but how did you get into the media industry? So basically what was happening for me is that I was trying to write for anyone that would just have me, essentially. Mm-hmm. I was working at the finish line a lot this of hours. out of college, after college? Out of college and still working at the finish line and being a manager. I was an assistant manager, and in finish line, they had assistant manager, MIT, and then general manager of a store. MIT was basically, if a store opens up, you're next in line. Okay. And to be totally candid, I, I didn't want to do that, but it was just like the progression from like an assistant manager to MIT. And MIT, I was always a little worried because like there would be these meetings and the district manager or the regional manager would come and be like, oh, the MITs are here. Like, you guys are next in line for a store. And give me anxiety just even thinking about those situations. Yeah, I was anxious. Like, I was anxious about it. And at that point, I was at King's Plaza, even though I started in Bayshore. And Bayshore, I was an assistant manager. And then I was an assistant manager at Roosevelt Field. But at that point in my career, we're going to fast forward because we could be here forever. But at that point in my career, I was in King's Plaza and I was at MIT and I was like, kind of next in line but i was always like they were having conversations like you know i remember the other thing i remember is that like they would the district manager would come to finish line and he would like take a group out or like Mm -hmm. the managers out to like old country buffet or take them out to breakfast and i just remember thinking like man one day i'm gonna be in that group that gets to go to old country buffet with the district manager and it was like you know, the I inner always circle, remember the power that. circle. Yeah, and it, I, I always remember that. And I remember being at breakfast once when it was like kind of getting close, and the district manager being like, "You guys are next in line for a store." And I remember just everyone else being like so excited, and I was like, "Oh man, I don't, I'm not really ready for that." I was always mm-hmm. a good salesman, but and you know, I was like, obviously, everyone who knows me knows like I'm competitive with numbers and sales numbers, so I was like good at activating the staff like that but like there's so paperwork office day mondays like mondays was like office day for the managers and i had no clue about it but anyway i always wanted to write i always wanted to write for like sneaker publications that didn't really exist but Mm -hmm. i was buying complex and i was seeing those sneaker pages that bradley carbone was putting together and then i was writing for sites for free just to get like trying to like what sites? I was mim- uh th- I actually don't remember. I don't remember the site, but I will tell you there was a site that a photographer who became very very prominent, Phil O. Do you know him? No, I never heard of he him. He was like a street he's he's a street style photographer. Like he has like been in vogue and he has like I don't want to down 
great his accomplishments. He is like one of the illest street style photographers, and he started a site. And I met with him, and I was like, hey, I, he was like, we need a sneaker writer. And I started writing about sneakers. I don't remember the name of the site. It just didn't work out. But you I was mimicking. You a Wayback Machine. Yeah, I was, I was mimicking what I was seeing in Complex that Bradley was writing. And then Slam Hype, I was just cold emailing Adam from Slam Hype, and he gave me a shot. And then eventually I went to Hype East, and I was what year writing. Is this? this is so crazy that you were at Hype East back in the day. I had no idea. Dude, I was writing for Hype Beast three, like um, every Sunday, maybe ten to twelve posts for three dollars a post, and three bucks. Woo. Yeah, and I love, and I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I remember again to, to the audience, and honestly to you guys, there's I'm gonna bounce around, but I'm just gonna try to remember everything yeah. that is yeah. significant. I do. So the biggest thing that happened at Hype Beast was it was when I was writing, and my byline was getting out there. And I remember one of the biggest come-ups I had at Hype East, Crew, a, um, Angel from One Distribution. Remember who ran Crew and Supra and stuff? Do you guys remember him? No. Angel, Angel from Supra. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like the founder of the company. Exactly. Let me tell you, I'm at, I'm, I, might, I might have been living – I was living at home at this point. What Still. year is this? Oh, God. This is probably like what, like 2006? I'm so bad. 2005? Yeah, 2005, 2006, I remember writing for Hype Beast and talking to Kevin from, like, uh, Hong Kong. Kevin was Kevin in Hong Ma. Kong. Kevin Ma. Yeah, Kevin Ma. Like, talking to him, and he was so particular, and that's what I really respect about. Like, he was so particular even from then. And But I remember getting back to Supra, the Terry Kennedy crew hoodie, all over hoodie. Do you remember it? Black? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Terry Kenny was in the ads with all the all-over print hoodies. And I did a post on Hypebeast about it. And I think either I sent it to Angel or he saw it and, like, emailed me. Five all-over print crew hoodies showed up to my house oh, that I was God. living. And the let me tell you. big seating moment let blew me your mind. tell you, that plastic and just seeing. I was like, wow, I exactly the first big seating. I made it. And it was those hoodies, and I remember I was just wear the ho- I would just wear the hoodies zipped all the way up except for the eyes. And I remember going back to UConn after I graduated and wearing the hoodie and walking around campus. Like sometimes you go back waiting to for school. somebody to ask you about it. Well, it was just like just like thinking I was the coolest guy, the the like guy who goes back to campus with with um the, the like mock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and the other thing I remember, you know, we'll get the complex, but. I got the complex internship off a posting on Hypebeast. I didn't do the post, but a post went up, which complex would never do now. I don't understand. I think they paid for a job posting on Hypebeast for interns. So it was like complex magazine. Yeah, which would never happen now. Like a public post calling for interns. Exactly. Complex magazine is looking for interns, and it was on Hypebeast. I'm working for Hypebeast, and I'm like, oh, my God, this this is like the dream. And... At that time, I was applying for three jobs a day, and I always had the thing. And, I, and to be honest, not to get preachy, but for any young kid listening, when they ask for advice, I always, say, I always say the three job rule. There was a time where I was applying for three jobs a day. One, that is something that I really didn't want to do, like Long Island local newspapers covering like yeah. budget meetings mm-hmm. and stuff. Server but, at friendlies. But not server friendlies, but like, you know, writing, writing like, hey, listen, like, do I want to cover budget meetings in Long Island? No, but like it's writing and it gets me out of retail. The second one was something like, okay, I would have to like really work at it, but I could totally handle this. And then the third one was a leap, like a leap of faith, which is probably yeah. like the New York, New York Times style section. And the, the, <laughs> the, the, the like the, the, um, the resume would be like, you know, assistant manager at finish line, but not qualified. <laughs> but if there was a yeah. chance, if there was a chance, I would make it work. So that was that was like early history. And the other thing that I always remember as an intern, and we'll get back because I want you guys to go. But I remember going into A-Life to pick up samples of the Wu-Tang hoodie. Remember it? Remember yeah. the colored hoodie? And the clerk at A-Life was Who reading. Who was it? I don't know. I don't. I didn't know. I didn't know Jesse back then. Jesse or Kunle or I don't. It wasn't them. Wasn't them. It, and I remember walking into a life, and I was going to pick up the hoodie. Also, I was buying every 
like just I was living at home and just spending any finish line money on things that I saw on Complex. And Bradley Carbone used to be like, you know, just to let you know, there's a difference between stuff that's cool IRL and on the internet. And he, that was his, always his tagline, like, oh, is it really cool in real life? But I went to A Life to buy. No, I went to A Life to like pull the Wu Tang samples for Complex, the the hoodie, not mm -hmm. samples, to pull the hoodie to shoot, and I remember walking in and the clerk was reading Hypebeast and he was like on a post that I wrote and I was like, oh man, the dream is really happening. So little I things like that. I have a vague memory like that of being in a store and seeing somebody on a post that I wrote, being like, eh, you know, I'm. <laughs> yeah, exactly, isn't it? It's a great feeling. But anyway, I will we'll bounce around, but. Those were like really early beginnings, and yeah, you guys. It's also I it's, hear. it's funny too, though, because like you talk about that, and like I remember, like not to even go all the way into it, but just go all the way like, into it, man. No, like those moments when when you first start to blog, and you, in in your head, you feel like the fact that you wrote a blog post for a website that the whole world is going to see yes. it, and it's like this big deal when you really wrote like a 50 word blurb on like a new lookbook and like you're mm -hmm. but in your head you're like Ernest Hemingway of shoes you psych yourself up you psych yourself up like you are and to be honest you are part of it but like you psych yourself up as to like wow I am like really I mean just going on a website back then and seeing your name under like an aggregated news style thing even if it was 50 words 50 to 100 words it was such such a good feeling and it, it's just how it's just how it started and the other thing that was is that i would have to do the images sometimes too and let me tell you joe lapuma on photoshop is not <laughs> not great not great <laughs> not great and then kevin i remember kevin sometimes would have to fix them and kevin was like a picasso when it came to the to the clear he would like just be like oh no you have to you had to like make the background so, and it would. It, he was making the photos going crazy. Yeah, he made it. He was making photos look like they shot him in studio, and it was like press release photos. So, he always had the keen eye. I want to know about Welty's entry point too, because I know it was also through Complex where you, where you kind of leveled up, right, Welty? Yeah, um, you know, did retail uh, a la Joe Lapuma. Um, you know, I think we mentioned it on the podcast, but. For those who don't know, those who haven't heard, I ended up working at Foot Locker for like roughly seven years. Um, before that, I worked at bit. I worked yeah. at Dick's Sporting Goods um, in the footwear section, where I learned a lot just about footwear, not just what's cool in shoes, but like who taught does, you that? Who taught you that? It was like no, it was part of the training. They made you go through a manual where they're like, "This shoe's good for pronation. This sort of boot has this much insulation," which sounded really like boring at the time but i'm like oh i actually learned about like what you know works in uh in footwear and before that my one of my first jobs out of high school which i've mentioned on here as well was a job at a timberland outlet store where my mom mm -hmm. had worked at timberland for 15 years so i guess like footwear i brendan i guess i'd say i'm a shoe dog to i a, love to that a, to a certain That's extent great. have an actual like full like my whole life has just been shoes um oddly enough um, so, you know, did that for a while, went to college, um, for a couple years and I was kind of like, I wasn't feeling school at the time. I think it was because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like this whole blog world didn't exist. I was like, am I going to be an English teacher? Am I going to be a journalism major? Like I had, I had no, no clue as far as any of that sort of stuff went. So I thought in the back of my head, I just want to make money. I want to buy shoes. So I dropped out of school. Um, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, you I dropped, dropped out, out of college. Dropped out of college. I got my associate's degree. My dad made sure that I at least like finished up two years, and okay. I dropped. I dropped out of college to work at Foot Locker, which in 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 hindsight sounds kind of stupid or kind of like a leap of faith because I was making zero fucking money working at Foot Locker. But you know, I guess um, it kind of it kind of worked out. I worked it my way out up. for you. It, yeah, it's the Oprah gift. Do you know the Oprah gift when she goes like this? That's what happened. <laughs> the funny thing about retail is that you say not making money. It was always pitched like you're going to be manager and you're going to make this amount of yeah, money. Yeah, don't worry about you, it. Don't worry about when, it. One day. Yes. When you do the math, guys, like it was nothing back then. For nothing. the amount of hours that you were working, like – 60 we hours all, a week making dude, like we fucking $27,000 a year where you're like, how is this even real life? 
exactly. And like I remember, I remember like my friends graduating college and going on Wall Street and and me being like, oh, like I'm probably making as much as they are. And then you do the math with the hours that you're putting in and it is like a joke. It was a joke. But yeah, to your point, making no money. But damn, I didn't even know that you dropped out. Okay. Yeah, dropped out. It's funny. um, I mentioned this to someone the other day and this sounds really, really corny. But I remember listening to the song uh, Fast Life, Nas in uh, Cool G Rap. Mm-hmm. And there's like the chorus is brother, I've got to get this money. And I remember listening to that in college and it you put got it a into tattooed on your back. It put it into my head that I needed to drop out of school and uh get a job. <laughs> <laughs> but how did you how did you transition into the media world? So I, I at the time, and I think I may have said this story on here, uh was dating a girl and she was like who was also into sneakers, um, totally unrelated, was going away to college. Um and it wasn't going to go away to college with the person, but just like, hey, why don't you apply to school? I'm going away to college. You should try college. I took a, a shot in the dark. I was like, I'm going to move back to New Jersey, where originally from, and I just applied to Rutgers. If I got in, I got in. Um, so I applied to Rutgers, and I fucking hated working at Foot Locker. Because um, I remember, like, you would be there, and as Joe, as you said, you were, as you're progressing up mm-hmm. the ladder, they'd mm-hmm. always just, like, put you into stores where you just had to deal with like more bullshit and you Fix know them. you're like you're you're getting like physically threatened in the store and they're like yeah but like you have jordan releases and you're like right. dude this, this isn't like worth the anxiety in in my life to just deal with like you know deal with this stuff so yeah you know i ended up uh getting into Rutgers journalism major and like you said joe like the, at this time this blog world didn't exist this is like 2000 or it started to exist. It was like 2000 and 2010. So it's like, people were like, this is the recession. You're not going to like, they kept telling us we weren't going to have a job when we graduated college, you know? So it's like, like, I'll just drop out. Yeah. (laughs) So people used to walk in, people used to walk into finish line for me when I was there and they'd be like, Oh, you didn't go to college. And it was such a, not a nice yeah. thing to say. Like, honestly, they'd be like, no, I, I graduated, you know, I'm just in between jobs and they would walk in. They were like, Oh, did you stay local? I was like, I went to UConn and, and they were like, Oh, you didn't go away. And I'm like, yeah, I did go away. Like I'm just doing this. And, and I was it, just a shitty thing to say. And yeah, like I, I, I applaud people who there's people who love retail and I applaud it. I've worked with some people who love retail, but yeah, it, it was like, People definitely passing judgment a little bit, and I, mm. I remember, you know you me. Look I, back you have their names I rem- in the back of your I remember head. the. <laughs> don't so, you know me? I remember those people a little bit. So just the, the screenshots. Quick, quickly, quickly pull it all full circle. Um, I'm there, and there was this kid Matt who was in my journalism class, and he was part of Madberry Club, um, uh with Phil and all yep. those guys. I never, I didn't really know those dudes. And I think they had wanted me to maybe like help like write with them at some point. It didn't pan out. Um, never ended up happening, but they were like, Hey, there's this other uh, men's, this is during the whole like menswear boom, you know, like mm-hmm. 2010 where everyone's wearing Oxford shirts and red wing boots. And I ended up working for this uh, menswear startup called two inch cuffs. It was all like made in USA menswear. We were doing lookbooks and shooting with models and all that sort of stuff. And I'm just writing the, um, the copy for it, um, doing all that uh, stuff. My friend Jared. Oh yeah, yeah. Lichen in 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 Bushwick. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So people doing things. Everyone who was there is doing something now. But um, our lookbooks were getting posted on Complex, and I was like, I'm graduating. I need to get a job. And yeah. Gian at the time fucked with what we were doing, and I'm like, Can I get an internship? I remember being so nervous, like emailing him off the strength of like, Hey, I write for the site that you guys post on the website. Can you please like hook me up? And, uh, I came in for an interview in a, in a button up shirt and a tie and a tie bar and some rolled yeah. up khakis. <laughs> so wait, this is so the man wait, for the job. Wait, at complex, you, you came into, that was your fit. What is this? That, 2010? That, yeah, this is like peak like menswear era where I like I knew all I knew was jeans, so I thought that everyone at Complex was like mensweard. But you were out. a sneaker guy, of course. Like we I was wanna, a sneaker guy. That. Yes, for sure. But I walked in kind of like I love that. You know, man. my fit my fit was similar in the Complex interview, the internship interview. First of all, they had a stack of resumes. 
Shouts to Cheryl Lamaglio. She she used to run HR Legend. for Complex. Yeah. Okay. Legend. The thing that was very funny is that I go to the interview. It's with Cheryl and Bradley Carbone. Cheryl first, and when I tell you that there was a stack of resumes on that, they weren't even hiding. Like they were, ba- they weren't even hiding it. Like <laughs> hey, they were like, uh, yeah, a lot of people applied to this stack of resumes, and I was like, oh, there's no chance I'm ever getting this. I wore Michael Kors sweater. Michael Kors button up that my sister got me for Christmas back then. Ready? American Eagle, American Eagle pinstripe kind of like suit pants. And guess what sneakers? I've told this before. Who knows it? Oh, going deep into trivia. Creative Rex. Um, Creative Rex Cesario mm. Lowe's. (laughs) To be fair, to be fair, the good ones though. The the good ones. The the ones that Kanye was in a New York Times profile in the studio and he has his feet up and he's wearing the same ones. They're Light blue, navy blue. It wasn't the patent leather era of Creative Rec. It was the low, the low tops. But that was my fit. And well, dude, to your point, you didn't know. I was like seven jeans, and then Bradley walks over, and Bradley has like the Stussy Delta Forces on, or or the Supreme Delta Forces, and like a a leather bomber, a, a leather like destroyer type jacket back then, crazy surfer hair, and I'm like. You knew I in that see, moment you fucked up. Yeah, exactly. I'm just seeing people <laughs> walk in this office, and I'm like, I think Cheryl had like Jordan Jordan fours with the tag hanging. The still Cheryl, really? Yes, yes. And I'm like, yo, I don't know shit about this about what's cool and what's not. And I was like, I showed up in like, <laughs> I sh- I showed up in like a a fit that was that I thought was cool that was. Totally missed the mark. Joe, I remember, I remember there was like one of the, because I was like, I had gotten like an internship. That was like what I was doing at the time. And um, I, I, like I came in one day a week. I had to work in Matthew Henson's fashion closet doing uh, blog posts. In a literal Um, closet? In the, in the literal, in the literal fashion closet. Uh, Some stars came out of there too. It was, yeah, it was in the, it was in the corner, like. Um, at the end of the at the end of the road, I remember going to a meeting with uh, Joe, and I think they were doing like it was like they you can come to this meeting, we're going to discuss something, and it was like the most stylish men in media, and um, Joe Lapuma is all like sprawled out on his uh, office uh, couch, and he has a pair of on noir raging bull shorts on, and I I don't I don't remember what sneakers you had, it may have been like Jordan fours or or something like that, but like in my head at the time that was like. That whole era was like, you need to wear suits for work and you need to dress up. Joe LaPuma's just stretched out in leather leather, bas- leather basketball shorts. They had the bull. So Anwar <laughs> took the classic bull shorts and made them into leather shorts yeah. with like the side. So- yeah. And, and I, you were you know the first one at Barney's. Yeah. No, they were samples. Shouts to curtains and shouts to maybe upscale at that point yeah, of too. Um, and Rob, they came to Anwar and curtains. I remember they were sampled leather shorts but you know what it might have been at that point wealthy and the years may have been off red nike this was a shoe that i was like this is gonna be the biggest shoe oh i know what it is red fly knit chuck amid mm, is that or, is that around the same time may, and, may have been and may those, have been i remember i was i definitely wore the bull the on leather shorts with the red fly knit i need chuck photos Amid's. of this shit so bad man <laughs> they're probably out there honestly and need, let me I need tell the you over twins to dig them up let me tell you, that shoe flopped, didn't it? Looking back. It was uh, around for a little bit. Didn't have, have a lot s- of staying power, though. I, I bought a lot of Flyknit Lunar Chuckas. So did I. And I have, like, at my parents' house, I have dead stock ones. And I was like, man, these didn't really pan out. But let's get to our guy. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I feel like we're not done hearing wealthy story. No, that's, um, so I, uh, oh, so I ended up, uh, ended up, uh, working, doing, doing freelance I ended up becoming freelance for style. Um, and this at the time, there was sneaker editors as well. Okay, and, and this is 2012? This is 2012, 2013. And okay. I remember the sneaker editors at the time, Nick Engvall and Russ Benson, used to share the office. Yes. That was like right in... Yes. They were, we were all in the same row. This was at the 23rd Street Complex office where what back then... Brendan, actual like cubicles. There was cubicles. Yeah. Even even the people like who had who were like the deputy editors had like like uh, cubicles them, themselves. No one except for people like Joe had like real offices. Lawrence was in there. Lawrence, Sue Young, Sue Gian, Young. 
Carisa was Carisa. James no, Harris was Carisa. No, me, yeah. me and Carisa were uh, okay. freelancing together at the same time. Uh, Nick James Engvall. Harris, Noah Johnson. Oh, man. Matthew Henson. Uh, Dream I guess Chris team. and Nick Schoenberger was, were both there, right? They, they, were bo- they, were, yes. they, were, they were both there. Rob Kenner, Dave Bree, rest in peace. Uh, yes, like, rest in peace. Was, a lot of... Uh, it was Donnie? Cool. Donnie? Don, Donnie was there, I believe. Donnie Kwok, uh, our current GM. Yeah, it was... Um, but ended up freelancing. And then I started doing uh, post for the sneaker guys. Started doing for style. Was still working at Foot Locker. I think I worked... I, I always say this. I think I worked probably about 450 days in a row. Um, no, before, not, no... No like days Sundays off. and Saturdays. I used to I used to work at Foot Locker. I would that Jake five beats a day in, for three summers in in Foot Locker, and I used to have to write blog posts for Style on the weekend, and I would try to leech the internet off of the Barnes and Noble next door. <laughs> Wealthy's been stealing internet wow. for a decade now, wow. <laughs> and I try and in, in the ten minutes I had off or like 30 minutes I had off, I'd be like, I'm going to go get lunch. And I could see if I could bang out two news posts in the stock room. I'd bring my laptop with me and try to literally like... You said this is the stock room at J. Crew or at Foot Locker? At Foot Locker and okay. at J. Crew as well. But um, yeah, I just try to write as many blog posts as I can. Like trying to write a blog post in 10 minutes. I'm like, I have five yep. minutes to find something on the internet. Let me mm-hmm. write it as fast as I can. To that, another parallel with that wealthy... I remember Justin Monroe, former Complex senior staff writer, br- great writer, one of the most witty people I've ever worked with. As an intern at Complex, I was still working at Finish Line, and this was peak The Wire era. And Justin Monroe was like a go-to writer for The Wire. He interviewed David Simon, the creator of The Wire, yeah. so many times. And when I tell you he interviewed him so many times, the interviews were like an hour and a half each one. And... I would have to transcribe them. I would never finish them at Complex. I was literally at the register at Finish Line in South Shore Mall with a headphone in, talking to customers, transcribing the interviews on the clock. Yes, on the clock. I used to use the Finish Line computers that had, like, all the, the, you know, all the numbers and the money and, and all different options. I would open Microsoft Word, and I would be doing that while kind of managing the sales floor. And that's what it was. You were... Blogging in the stock room, that's what it was. Like for a, so many shifts, I was doing that. And I just remember it was always David Simon from The Wire, and I hadn't watched the show. So it was, <laughs> it didn't mean I hadn't watched the show you. yet, <laughs> which I watch now. Amazing show. And I'm like, man, what are what are they talking? I remember doing one with Chameleonaire, a transcription <laughs> when I was on the clock. I remember these days, and it was like, I remember being like, all right, the store is going to get slow from like, 8.30 to 9.30, right before closing, and I can really That's bang out. That's when you out, can bang out all bang your, out, all like your I could get Exactly. So, but we'll bounce back on this podcast. Let's get to my guy. The Oregon Roots. Yeah, the Oregon, Oregon's prodigal son. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was, I was, I was still in college when I started blogging, and I was just a person who was consuming all these websites all the time. Like you guys, I was, I was reading sneaker news all the time. I was reading complex all the time. Uh, maybe a little bit of nice kicks, who, uh, maybe a little bit of kicks on fire, but you know, this was around 2011. I think when I first got my start in sneaker news, which uh, it was the first site I worked for, they had a, just a small little, not, I wouldn't even call it a banner. It was like half a banner saying that they were looking for people to write freelance for them. And so I, filled out the application, sent in some samples, and I don't think I heard anything for a number of months, but eventually I got an email back from Yuming Wu, the founder of the site, co-founder of a number of different things, you know, Sneaker Con, really, really involved at Stadium Goods, it's a company Freshness called Liquid Rice, Freshness. I mean, so he, he emailed me back, and, and they were down, but the first sites I was writing for were actually Freshness Mag, which was sort of like hype beast in the era. Freshness is still around, um, working for Poe, rest in peace, and Dan doing doing blog posts there. And then a site they were starting at the time, Jordan's Daily. So those were my first. I kind of had to graduate to Sneaker News from those first couple of sites. And, like, I was still in college at the time, and I, I was taking less classes because I was going into my senior year, I think. So I had more and more time to just work. And there were a couple different forks in the road where I had to decide. I think I've mentioned on here before I was working at a card shop selling magic cards and helping nice. run tournaments and things like that. 
and I was I was working there and doing the blogging thing, kind of juggling shifts between both in the summer, I think, between my junior and senior year at the University of Oregon and trying to figure out where I should spend my time. And I realized doing the math that it was just way more lucrative to, you know, write four blog posts in an hour than to sit around selling card singles to kids. And then also I remember, so I studied linguistics at the University of Oregon and I had a professor, Tyler Kendall, who I was really, you know, I looked up to and we were talking about working together on some stuff and he was starting up a language variation and change lab, I think that summer. And, and he was like, it sounds like you have the option to kind of figure out what you want your future to be here. Do you want to continue to pursue this linguistic stuff? Do you want to work with me in this lab? Or do you want to spend more time doing your sneaker stuff? And I remember that I had to make that decision. And I decided to pursue sneakers and kind of went full into it from there. And so was was working all through my senior year. And then right when I graduated in 2012, Sneaker News, by that time I was writing for Sneaker News under John Kim and Aaron KR. And mm-hmm. they they offered me a full-time job and I took it right right when i graduated and then a couple months later they wanted me to move to new york i'd never been to new york but i uh, you know it was it was the only thing for me it was it was the best thing that could happen to me at the time so i bought a one-way ticket from portland to to newark you know my my college girlfriend at the time you know we she she drove me to the airport and uh you went the it, separate ways and never like? saw her again. It was all over right then, and I haven't seen her since. And really, how? What was that like? Not to get too personal, but how it long was were you emotional, dating? man. It was totally. It was, you know, it was it was the end of a period in my life. It was a very distinct end. Everything everything was was starting over. I was going across the country to a place I'd never been before to start an entirely new life, entirely new job. Knew nobody in New York. Took a cab from Newark to Queens, where I lived for a brief time when I first started here. And yeah, it was just so crazy to suddenly be quote unquote in the industry because I was working remotely and it didn't really feel like I was yeah. that involved, you know, or I've had that many connections. So all of a sudden to get to go to sneaker parties or go to Twenty One Mercer, which was two blocks from the 401 Broadway office that Sneaker News was in at the time. It was, it was massive. I remember. Isn't it, isn't it weird? Like, I think I had a, a full circle moment on, on that as well, where it's like, I remember going like Hypebeast back in the day, you know, when they had like the Hypebeast blogs, not the website. Like they had like right. all the, all the, like, the, like Lupe Fiasco had his own More like blogs. first like person type stuff. I think I got more hyped off of seeing like when you'd see people like Rob Hepler and all those sort of people who would just be posting like the sneakers they'd be getting, the parties they'd be going to, like all that sort of stuff. And when you finally like came from like this small town and were in New York and then you were one of those people who were at those like Mishka, like, you know, free alcohol events and you're like, wait, (laughs) that was all you're like, wait, You're like, wait, I went from being the kid reading about this on the internet to participating in it. I don't know, Brendan, if that was obviously, you know, different uh, life ambitions, but um, if One just thing, being sorry. at those events was a, was a big thing for you as well, you know? One thing about the Hypebeast blogs, Jim Jones did a Kith Timberland boot photo shoot. And I don't remember that. They passed on posting it on the main Hypebeast page. I had a Hypebeast blog at the time and I put it oh, on my Joel, Hypebeast <laughs> Joel had a Hypebeast blog. I put it on my Hypebeast blog. That had to capo. And also Rob Hepler. Shouts to Rob Hepler because I think like Rob Hepler was like, I mean, he still is. He's still like Rob Hepler was like, is it fair to say kind of a bully at one point? And I remember he it's was always, posting. Always, I think that's always been always. his uh, personality. And, yeah, him yeah. And, and it's so funny because him and I, I think like I, I might have said something. I was so like, oh, you don't have to post everything you got. And I wouldn't say it to him because I was, like, not yeah. scared of him. But I wouldn't say to his face. And now it's, like, everyone does that. You know what I mean? And I think – and him and I, we haven't well, talked is, about – This is before Instagram. So it's, yeah, like, you'd have, have anywhere to like, have a way. Yeah, yeah, I probably felt the way that he was getting all this stuff. And then I was, like, oh, man, you have to post everything you get. But Rob Hepler, it, I it's been – there's like I'll talk to him like once or twice a year. We got to get always, him on the podcast. Oh man, it's always a great catch up to to talk to him. Sorry, Don, but yeah, I, I think it's interesting with you too, Brennan, because you know me and Joe came in through Complex, which was it felt much more like broader lifestyle, like mm-hmm. New York City. At the time, it was still a magazine, so it was like the magazine media world where you strictly came in through like sneaker blog where yeah. there was a little there was a little bit differentiation between those two worlds yeah totally that was all i was focused on and i was so hyped to, to just 
do that. I didn't have to think about anything else. And that was all I wanted to be thinking about or doing, you know, it just, yeah. Like I said, that first office on 401 Broadway, I remember, I think my first two New York celebrity sightings, it was like, I saw Espo, I saw Steve Powers with his tall ass hair, like around the corner. And then I saw Fran Elations right by Joey Pepperoni. Oh, that's a, a great first shop. celebrity sighting. <laughs> okay. Celebrity right. sighting, Fran yeah, Shout the out Fran. Easy twos on. And I was like, I'm, I'm here. What I love about you guys, the background, you guys really like were shoe dogs, though, compared to me, I would say. Well, I like grew up in the industry. Yeah, right? like you guys. This was like you, a Bane thing. <laughs> you guys like really, the wealthy. Well, I'm sure like that training from Dick's, does that still stay? Do you still remember some of that stuff? And is it applied at all to what we're doing now? Oh, I think it just gave me a different, not to go too far into it, I think it gave me a different perspective on footwear. I even remember when I was working at Foot Locker, where like a running shoe to a lot of people was were Nike shocks. And I was like, Nike shocks are awful. You need to look into Mizuno and Brooks and your hate for Nike shocks still intact to this day. (laughs) Yeah, but it just it just kind of it kind of made me look outside of just what's cool and maybe make me appreciate more things. And I think maybe I still have that viewpoint to, to this day, not to go too much into it, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, Joe. Yo, one thing, one thing that came up that I should have mentioned. Here we go. No, should have mentioned put in the there. No, one... alert. I could see it coming. No, like no, 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 not at all. Okay, one, okay, one, go, go, go. One, one um, magnanimous moment. I think uh, I don't know if I had mentioned it before on the podcast was going to uh, project in Las Vegas. Okay. And uh, with two inch cuffs, and they had a thing called Blogger Project, and Marcus Troy flew us out. A good uh, friend of mine back in the Marcus day, Marcus Troy. Marcus Troy flew you out, Welty. Uh, actually, he didn't fly me out. He flew out Ruben, who uh, who was the guy running Two Inch Cuffs at the time, and he got one hotel room, and we all had to sleep on the floor. In um, that was the thing, man. Sleeping that was, on the floor project. That was you know how many press trips I like shit. You know how many press trips I parlayed with, like, hey, come, like, come with me, and like we could get get a vacation out of this, and like I'm gonna have to do some of this stuff during the day, but like you could chill in Miami, and like I would share <laughs> hotel rooms with my friends. You know how many? And then the other thing, so funny. I remember, I forget who it was, and it was like I was with the brand, right? And I was like, just, just you can't be seen with me. I don't want anyone to know that you are with me. <laughs> literally, literally, uh, like there was a part where we were at the elevator with my friend, and I was like, and then I saw like a group of people I was with. I was like, go away, go away. The person was like, I always would be like, hey, can you book two beds for me? And it was a way Did they that, ever ask why? Never. And also we had no money to go on vacation. So I was like, Hey, listen, you know, I have events during the day with this and like, I'll probably have a dinner. But then after that, we could like chill in Miami and my friends, I'll be like, you don't have to pay for the hotel and you don't like have to pay. No, I was like, you know, you know, all you have to do is pay for the flight mm-hmm. and they would piggyback on the press trips. And it, was, it and when I wasn't like hanging out with the group, I would be in Miami with my friends. And it was like, that's what we got to do because we never, you know, I, I never like planned a trip or traveled on like vacation, but I don't know if that's a move that I feel like everyone did that. Right. Yeah, I've seen I, that a number of times. Yeah. I remember it cause it was funny cause we were doing the thing and it was called blogger project. And basically I had to go, you know, interview people who had their own brands and, and, and setups. And I would just go talk to them and do a quick, you know, blog post uh, about the company. But I remember walking around and just meeting so many people like this one, might throw some in for a debate, but I remember going to the publish booth. Um, okay. When right, this is 2012, so right, right when jogger pants started to catch on, and seeing Ronnie and the Kith team going and talking to the going and talking to the publish guys. I'm trying to start some beef here. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even doing it. It's just like kind of crazy to like those little moments where like we have no clue who each each other are, and you're just yeah. kind of like, oh my god, that's Ronnie Feig. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything I mean, else you want to say on that topic, Welty? Are you trying yeah, to say no, no, no? It's just no. I'm not. I'm not trying to cause any. The sort biggest of beef of 2012: the jogger <laughs> pants, the jogger <laughs> pant cuff, the two inch cuff, uh, the two inch cuff um, debate. Who the reigns supreme? Cuff. <laughs> I do remember my first byline in Complex Magazine, though, and it wasn't a byline. The, it, it you was, mean in the print? Yeah, in the print. August, September, 2006. Pharrell and the Clips are on the cover. The editor in chief at the time, Richard Martin, gave me a chance to write. And it was five store spotlights. And I don't remember all the stores, but I do remember one. And it was like when it just opened. For own clips are on the cover. They're in like suits. August, mm-hmm. September 2006. 
and it was my first opportunity to write. It was a store guide. Bodega was one of them. And just seeing my words in the magazine was so special to me. I remember I was communicating with the co-founder of Bodega, Oliver Mack, and I was embarrassed because back then I didn't have a Joe LaPuma email address. It was products at complex.com. So, yeah, so I'm calling in products. I'm calling in sneakers, samples. I'm calling in liquor for the liquor page. And I'm emailing for my first writing assignment, like, Oliver to be like, hey, can you send me photos of the store and can you tell me exactly how the Snapple machine works? Mm-hmm. You step on the tile and then and I remember the email. I, I didn't have the Joe LaPuma at Complex, which is another I'm sure that you guys that is another tent pole event the email when you get, address changes. When you everything. get the email address, my email address for years was products at complex.com and I would be like, Hey, it's Joe and and the email address that <laughs> would pop here. up. Yeah, exactly. But I remember Joe here. Fi- 50 Words on Bodega was one of the stores. I did another store in San Francisco and no byline, but it was like in, you know, the other thing, the part of the magazine, it was like in the the spine of one of the pages. So like you couldn't see it. And I just remember being tucked you away right next to the center. Exactly. I just remember being though, so excited to see my words in, in complex magazine and, it's just like those are the things, you know, Welty, you and I talk about it a lot about like you see old photo shoots from Complex and you yeah. remember exactly your mindset. I think for you it was the Kid Cudi, the yeah. Kid Cudi first cover, him in the Louis Vuitton uh, sneakers that Kanye designed. And and I remember all those fashion beatdown columns that Matt Doyle, the in-house photographer, shot of Kanye where Kanye would critique celebrities' clothing. And it's so weird that it, – maybe it's not weird – Looking at those photos, it re-inspires me on a day-to-day basis that we're fortunate to do what we're doing now. My first, uh, I never got to, I actually disappointed, I never got to write um, like a real magazine story for, for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, I got to do a little bit of magazine work because uh, I think sneakers weren't even as big a part of the actual print magazine like as to- towards the end of it as far as like cover stories go and that and that sort of stuff but i think the first magazine thing that i got to write was they had given the raf simmons adidas the first time they ever came out and it was mm-hmm. like the full high top boot ones and all this sort of stuff and i was mm-hmm. like are these sneakers a fucking joke <laughs> like you 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 really you really want me to write about these i wasn't i wasn't seeing the vibe remember i wore were the black ones with like the weird Things on the side, they were leather. Were those Raph Simmons Adidas? I wore them yes. nonstop. I love those. That, those weren't them, though, right? No, no, no. no. It, 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 yeah, I don't think it, those may have been part of it, but the other ones were a little uh, wonkier. Um, well, you yeah. know what? You didn't get to do a magazine feature, but we wrote a damn book. Ooh, that's true. Get that book if you haven't already. Are we going to get on the Times? Are we getting on the um, Times bestseller? I'd be checking. I don't know, Joe. I'm checking for this. One. I don't know if we're going to hit Not it. Not looking good. So those are just some of the early stories. We don't have unlimited time right now, unfortunately. There's a lot of chapters to there's this, a lot. There's a lot, and there's a lot bouncing around. But we did think it was important that we kind of set the stage of how we all got our start in this industry because I think we all get those questions a lot. And mm-hmm. you assume that people know, but... We still have like another decade to go through. Like, I, yeah. you know, we're we're all like in 2012 where we were. I didn't even get to complex yet. You exactly, guys already, it's... and that's what I like. This will be part of like an ongoing series, I think, because we have a lot more to discuss. And a lo- listen, like we you don't want to all... dip you don't want to dip your feet too far in the pool yet. You're just like exactly. this is how I, it's funny. I almost feel like you're on like a like a first date. Like, so how did you get to where to what you do? And you kind of have to run. How much through. time do you have? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you have to run through it all. Yeah, we will pick this back up, and I encourage any questions that you guys have. Hit us, hit us like not in the DMs, not in the DMs, but hit us. You can add us on Twitter. Stay out of my DMs unless your last name is Pulver. Hit us in the comments about some questions you want us to to answer. I think it's important to do some of these episodes where usually we're the ones interviewing people, but we wanted to give some insight as to uh, our early beginnings and. We'll continue the story and we'll, we'll pick it up and hopefully it's in, in multiple parts succession and you guys see the progression of, uh, of our career because there's still a lot of stories that we could tell. A lot of industry beef. Succession and progression. That's what it's all about, baby. Absolutely. Hope everyone stays safe. It's a busy week for everyone. 
We will see you guys next week. Thank you, as always, for joining us. This is the Complex Sneakers Podcast. Our producer is Dave Matthews. Our associate producer is Jasmine Plata. Sound engineering done by William Smith. Special thanks to Jennifer Stewart and Shiva Bayet. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 